damn. So, <laughs> so what was what was the first instance that you that 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 set up a red flag, or did you even notice the red flag? I noticed the red flag. The red flag, though, I feel like I didn't want to see it because I, it was something that I shared in common with him. Because mm. both of us have, um, we're introverts. We stay in all the time. We don't really have mm. interactions in real life. And even now, we all we're shut-ins, and we we're, we don't we just don't leave the house. We're gamers. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth the land, and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally. We rally. 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 We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. A way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Public Access America slash Adam Has a Beard. We're here with Autonomous Angel. I'm just going to call her Luna. And then mm -hmm. at the end of the show, if she agrees to let her Twitter account out in the public, we can do that. But I don't use last names generally just to protect people. You know, you're going to you're going to be talking about some personal things. And I don't want some guy in Egypt saying, hey, come and be a princess. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to have to I fly mean, over to where you're at. <laughs> oh, girl, slow down. I don't want to have to fly over to Egypt and whoop somebody's ass because they talk shit to my friend. here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hell no. <laughs> so we met we met on Twitter last night and you said you wanted to get some attention before your trial starts before the before everything happens and i was like tell me more and you did, <laughs> I did. so i copy I and pasted that note but adam here for everybody listening doesn't actually know the entire story so i'm just gonna you said it started about eight years ago and i'm just gonna let you go and we will break in to ask you questions from time to time now sure now i will like i will i will try to be polite raise my hand because as because the way i function <laughs> the, way, <laughs> the way i function is uh, uh i hear something and it triggers something and then mm -hmm. i kind of I, I need to expand on that i want to know more about you right and like jason said i know zero about you all i know is that we're going to have a guest and it's going to be a good time and it's going to be informative and we're trying to help our our ladies you know to be more under understanding this realm of whatever it is that we're going to be doing so um don't don't be offended if i interrupt you and raise my hand and say hey I got a question about okay oh, no problem but also i can only see one picture at a time so if i don't immediately stop it's because i haven't seen you that's fine no worries i'll make maybe i'll make some noise wrong. <laughs> <laughs> go right ahead man. good it's good to meet you by the way it was it's good to meet you too and i i'm sorry i know i know you guys said your your name i know jason but what was your name again my name is Adam. Okay, Jason and Adam. All right. So I would love to start by saying how me and my partner met. Um, we met about eight years ago, and oh, actually, we were, actually knew each other before that. Um, he was on a, an online forum that I like to to write on, 
And um, he had a crush on me, but I was like, I'm two years older than him. So at the time he was a minor. So I didn't pay any attention to him at all. And then uh, I had I had gone on some so, so some pretty hard times. Um, I had just moved into my first apartment alone and ended up getting sexually assaulted by a neighbor. Um, it actually, Damn. yeah, it, it, it messed up my relationship and messed up pretty much everything. My mental health that I couldn't work anymore. And that's when we really started getting closer um, because I would vent to him and tell him my feelings. And, um, and eventually I got to a point where I couldn't stay with my dad. So we started talking about meeting together and, and he told me he had feelings for me. And, and then, you know, this was like a year and a half or two years after we were talking. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on a leap of faith because I really like you and I don't have yep. anywhere else to go. I didn't have much family. My family is not really, is, they're not, they're not well off. So there wasn't really room for me or anything. So I went down and it was about two and a half to three hours from where I lived. And um, yeah, it, it started off great. We, we hit it off. We were living together. I mean, I would never recommend anybody living with somebody they just met, you know, what a <laughs> yeah, like, I would even if, even if like you're dating somebody, like don't just jump in and, and, and move in with them. But I really didn't have a choice. So you just described every relationship I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell now that concludes the podcast uh, well, and, and, and I'm single. So that should tell everybody that I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, so I, just I want people to I want to let people know I don't think a lot of people understand that we don't have the family safety net that that you know America says is there mm -hmm. a lot of us just we're on our own and the only support we have are the family yep. that we that we make not the ones that we're born to so right I, right it's it's something that people don't understand that you just like went by like that's normal <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah because people see. will ask me don't you have family to stay with yeah. and i tell them no and and they they feel bad for me but it's like it's not that i don't have anyone in my life i just don't have anyone with the resources to take care of me and i never have right. even my dad he wanted to take care of me but he had his own issues and i didn't want to put it on him because he only lived off of disability um, mm -hmm. And the VA, right. the VA um, gave him money to every month and he, he could barely take care of himself. So I, I didn't want to put, I didn't want to put that on him. Yeah. It's generational. Mm -hmm. right. Yep. Um, so basically so you moved in with this dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 okay. So you moved in. Let, let, let's hear what happened. I mean, how, obviously it started off real nice. Yes. You know, start off kind of tender, kind of, mm -hmm. you know, really relaxing. Everybody was cool. You were cool with him. He was cool with you. Yeah. I'll be anything. I'll do anything for you. You knew. <laughs> right. He's been crushing what? on you for like two years. He's finally legal. And you're like, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He grew himself what? a beard and everything. And I was like, ooh, you look kind of nice. <laughs> right. Oh, damn. Damn. So, so what was, what was the first instance that you, that, that, that set up a red flag or did you even notice the red flag? I noticed the red flag, the red flag though. I feel like I didn't want to see it because I, it was something that I shared in common with him because mm. both of us have, um, we're introverts. We stay in all the time. We don't really have mm. interactions in real life. And I, even now we all we're shut-ins and we we're we don't, we just don't leave the house. We're gamers. Right. So, the red flag was the fact that he didn't really seem to understand my emotions. 
And I didn't understand where he was coming from either. And neither one of us knew how to communicate. So we would, I would get mad at him. He didn't start arguing with me. It took him years to start arguing with me. <laughs> oh, no. Man, I bet. I'm not arguing with you. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, I'm not, uh, scary. Uh, uh, I'm not as scary <laughs> as long as you, you make me happy. I'm good. <laughs> oh, dang. You earn your, res- you earn your respect. That's all. Yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's how it, that's how it is especially when you're young. Sometimes you just spit things out that they don't come out right and mm-hmm. you don't ha- you don't have somebody there that's practiced enough and saying tell me again, you know. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly because So So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So let, let let's just start at that instance right there. Do you do you think uh, how do I want to put it without fuck it. You know what? Do you think you could have done something differently other than argue? I mean, do you think that you, you could have, um, and now this is from a mental health perspective and, and a spiritual, I mean, a perspective for me, not necessarily as a, as a female male or just, it's just a general question. Yeah. What, yeah. How do you think you could have handled it better? You know, it's hard. So, sometimes you just find yourself in them, you know? Yeah. yeah. In that moment. right? Well, honestly, um, after I noticed a pattern, I should have changed that's definitely harder than it sounds. <laughs> oh, 100%. Agree. Yeah, when but, you want to win the, the when, recognize. when you want to make your point, you just want somebody to understand your point and you get louder and louder and until they just say no or they get it. Mm-hmm. So, right. I understand just wanting to be heard for one little thing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of ways to go about it, but when you're in your first relationship in your early 20s, I'm going to say that's hard. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Very. Because you're both essentially babies, you know, yeah. you're still growing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and so, so you recognizing it now, I think it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But by no means am I saying, well, you should have, or you, no, sh- you, you know, you never can. No, you can yeah, never say so, that. It's never. so easy to have hindsight. Hindsight is the easiest 100%. thing, easiest skill to have is, is yeah. seeing what you did wrong and learning from it. But it's mm-hmm. more hard to have the foresight. The foresight right. to, yeah. to predict, hey, if I say this or if I do this, this is going to set them off. So mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of people um, have issues is like remembering those patterns and then applying it yeah. to the future, basically. Yeah. And then yeah. trying to not apply those in the future when you meet somebody else and they do something and you're like, oh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, big. You get triggered. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. from any from any kind of relationship like yeah. that, you're triggered. I mean, permanently triggered. Yeah. I mean, was, and was he take was years. he triggering triggering you from earlier things in family or something? Oh, yes. is it just something? Did he know which buttons to push to just make you just go a little nuts? Yes, but I also know which button what buttons to push on him. So oh, it's yeah. fair. It's fair. <laughs> I don't That's want love. anybody to ever think that he's a bad person. I, right. And I want to say that earlier is he is someone who needs to learn how to live life like I do. I've mm-hmm. we've both mm-hmm. spent our entire twenties together. Right. So we both, it's time for us both to learn how to be adults alone. That's it. Mm. For sure. For sure. Okay. So th- this instance happens, this, this goes down and you guys, this is, well, I'll, I'll consider it the first stage where the, the big, big breakdown happened. Yeah. You haven't even brought okay. up babies yet. Yeah, exactly. So that's the first stage. Now, now let's go into the second stage. You're, you're now you're going on for a little bit and first baby comes. Mm-hmm. What what happens after that? 
I mean, what what happens up to that point? I mean, my is it nice? Health, my mental health you, happened. My mental health got so bad after my first baby. He was, her, born, was. Let's give her the space to tell me tell about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'll I'll just be quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was born. Um. Well, first of all, let me say I'm a diabetic. So when I got pregnant, I was high risk. My blood okay. sugar was in control. I was doing everything the doctors told me. I went to the doctor like two to three times a week. And I still ended up having complications. Um, he, he was born with basically meconium in his lungs because oh, he, he I, I don't know if it was my diabetes. I don't know if it was him, but he had his first bowel movement. I didn't feel him inside. I, I, I was scared. I went to the hospital. It was pretty traumatic emergency C-section, all the nine yards. And then oh, they had to, damn. yeah, then they had to, to take him from where I lived to another city an hour away to get the treatment he needed so that's how my first baby went and that's why my depression got so bad my postpartum depression oh yes and i had recognized that at the hospital and asked for help that's good good that you did Mm -hmm. that's really good that's really strong i'm curious how they treated you did they treat you fairly there's a lot of reports that black women get treated like I like less than in they hospital, didn't listen so I'm just wondering. They didn't yeah. they didn't listen to me. I knew something was wrong a week before. And um I I told them I was like he's not moving on my stress test because they do stress tests every two weeks. They yeah. they, it, they had to give me water every single time that week to mm. get him to move. And I'm like, there's something <sighs> wrong. He should be moving on his own. I can tell. And they didn't listen. They were like, you're too soon. We're not going to, we're not going to do a C-section. You're too soon. And I'm like, but I know something is wrong and something ended up being wrong. And they just dismissed uh, it. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Yeah. They, oh, treated, they treated me better in my second pregnancy, but I went to other, another gynecologist mm-hmm. and the team there that delivered my baby, because the complication was with me the second time. And they all were wonderful. The nurses were wonderful. The doctors were wonderful. Um, they had to give me, uh, they had to put me to sleep because they couldn't get the epidural in because I guess I had spine issues or something. I was scared. This was during the pandemic. I had nobody to visit me. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was literally by myself. They were amazing. So my second experience was better. Okay. What did you do with the postpartum from your first one though? Oh, uh, yes. So basically I was doing counseling and I was on a medication for a little bit, but I didn't really like the medication, so I stuck with counseling for about a year. And cool. I also had um, healthy families come out every, I think it was over every week or every month or something like that. They came out, taught me some coping skills, taught me some parenting skills. So everything that they offered, the service that they offer, I accepted because I was scared. I was overwhelmed. So I knew I needed help. I wasn't going to not be, I wasn't going to be prideful about it. <laughs> Yeah, no. But the fact that you didn't take the medication is a strong move, sister. Let yeah. me tell you, Adam is yeah. totally anti-medication for mm-hmm. long-term things. Yeah. And and the fact that you didn't, I mean, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, I I respect that one hundred percent. I mean, damn, you know, too many things are masked by medication, and I believe that was really strong. And I'm I'm it, I feel for you. You know what I mean? I really really do. Mm-hmm. That's just amazing, though. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very, I would say that a lot of people who describe me would describe me as strong because <laughs> even in the face of adversity, <laughs> I've always, I never wanted people to worry about me. So 
it's yeah. it, it's it's definitely a me thing. I know that it, it can be pride sometimes, so I try to watch, you know, how long I go without asking for help or whatever. But this time, um, I went entirely too long. So <laughs> some people get mad at you because you're not letting them help you in little ways. You know, I noticed that for me because of my disability, I don't like people helping me, and they get upset with me. Like I was just gonna help you cross the street. I'm like I can do that. <laughs> and then they think I'm a jerk. When really it's just yeah more a pride thing like i can do that like help me where i need it not where i don't you know exactly and for me Mm -hmm. i don't mind physical help but like when someone is saying telling me things that i already know i tend to be like two or five steps ahead of people so they're trying to give me advice that i've already thought of like months months ago and Mm -hmm. that really annoys me and i don't want i don't want to be annoyed i don't want to be annoyed with anyone trying to help me but to me, I feel like they're not understanding how intelligent I am. So that's where the pride comes in. How could they right. how could they understand? You know what I mean? Even if you told them everything, they would have to be somebody that that's known you your whole life to understand you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even Damn. my own mother even sometimes doesn't realize that she's telling me things that I already know. And right. I, I know she was worried about me for a long time because I had these mental illnesses that I wasn't treating. So she babied me a lot, but but, you know, I'm showing him her now, especially in this situation that I'm, I'm an adult and I can do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you, real, you that's real strong. You have to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's super strong, lady. I'm telling you right now. I, mean, none of, I don't strong. think any of us grew up with parents that like did the right thing when we were kids. They kind of put it off. I might, <laughs> mine put it off. Like, you'll take care of that when you're an adult. I had yeah. one pair of shoes my entire teenage life. My mom was like, you can get more when you get a job. <laughs> you know, it's like, damn. With, my, yeah, with, or mine, get the sh- with mine, it was the dental. I had so many cavities as a kid, and now my mm. teeth are so messed up. It's so mm. bad. <laughs> damn. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so compounding sexual assault, you had postpartum depression. Yeah. Then the pandemic on top of that, which was, I believe, was so defeating to not only I, I can, I can, I think I can speak for all three of us when I say it was defeating yeah. for all of us, especially when you know you're what I mean? two introverts, like with a new baby and a new relationship mm-hmm. and a new apartment. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Did you leave the seat up? Yes, I did. Did you eat the last chicken? Yes. <laughs> oh, and then not to mention, not to what mention it was like downsizing when I got my new apartment. I had a three-bedroom, two-bath townhouse before I, I lost wow. my job. And so I'm down, I'm moving. I mean, I was happy for anything because I was homeless living in my car, but it's like moving into a shoebox when you wow. have a, you go into an apartment with a two-one and then you've got four people living there. And mm-hmm. there, two of them are kids, but they're they're kids, so they want to run around, and they're just in your of stuff course. all the time. You yeah. know, it, it, it's like you, there's no getting away from it because I spend a lot of my time in my room, and the only place I can walk to is the living room, and yep. mm. and then that's all I see every single day is my partner in front of his game with the two kids just trashing everything, and it's, mm. it, it's stressful. <laughs> it is stressful. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. sorry about that but maybe it is horrible i'm thinking i'm sitting there listening going maybe it isn't depression maybe it's just reality 
you know like right? it's sometimes a combination think, of both i think there's nothing wrong with me it's this the world <laughs> right Man, life sucks we're just acknowledging it sorry we're not pumped about it today you know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so, how did, yeah how did, it, it's how did dude it, handle the kids yeah oh he was he is from a family of like eight kids Oh, oh damn! This dude had it. He knew more than me at first. Right. He was doing all the diaper changes. He was doing everything. He was staying up with them because when I had the depression, I couldn't. I couldn't not sleep because it made my mental illness way worse. Mm -hmm. So he he did a lot with the kids, especially for being a first time mm -hmm. father. So I can definitely applaud him for that. All right, I like that. And the pandemic hit, and you guys are just hanging out, getting on each other's nerves, but mm -hmm. nothing real serious yet no no um no i wouldn't say this would be like something that this this incident didn't make me hate him this incident isn't going to affect our relationship it, it's going to play out just like it would have played out if i had left on my own mm -hmm. you know because i was planning on leaving uh when our police was up in may so i was close i made it close to to the point where i was trying to leave but even then i didn't have a plan i still don't know where i'm going to live after this lease is up right mm. all right so let's get into what what actually happened let's get into the where it, it sounds like you have a beautiful relationship though you oh, know what i mean you. like you got yeah. a good guy it's not like you I, made the wrong decision and picked the villain no no that, I, like i said it's not him it's the it's us um personally we we are very similar but that can be bad during arguments so um yeah, right let me just go ahead and tell you. Do you want me to go ahead and tell you what happened on Monday? Yeah, if that's where you want to pick it up from, let's do that. Yeah. 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 So um, basically, it was six o'clock in the morning. I heard my daughter. I heard the TV, the games, and all that stuff. I woke up. I wasn't feeling good. I had a stomach ache that I had a day prior. Um, and I figured I just ate too many jalapeno cheese balls that I can't have because I'm a diabetic. So I wasn't really thinking about it, but I went out and I was just kind of like cranky, just muttering under my breath, you know, just, I wasn't trying to fight, but, uh, I just decided that to just at that moment, tell him, Hey, you know, I'm going to just let you right know right now. I I'm not smoking my cigarettes. So I'm really, really like annoyed. I'm also having a stomach ache. I have a toothache. And then I proceeded to tell him we need to talk about our son and it, basically it was all just about the the times they were going to bed or the time he was going to bed even my daughter i was saying that he, they were going to bed too late because he was up with them too late and then i was telling him that i wanted to the video games to stop and not well, you were cranky yeah i was but so i wanted went, the you game. went after the video game you yeah know what I, mean? Well, no, that, I mean that's like been an issue since our relationship that was actually the other yeah, red of flag course it is yeah. yeah the other red flag was that he's always been on the game for the whole time we've been together he's been on that game every single day on different games he just finds games that's just that's just what he does but for and now the kids son. are staying up late watching him and it's just exactly getting my son loves the game so my son wants to stay up with them yeah so i was expecting. so mm -hmm. go ahead so does so does he make money at these games i mean does is he on he's twitch is he i'm no. so not mad. a streamer i'm not 
I'm so mad that he's not a streamer because I tell him all the time, stream the games, you're good at the games, and I would love to stream with you. We could have made it into something and we could have made money yep. off of it. Yep. Right? Yeah. But like that's the only acceptable thing to be gaming and be doing it for so long. It's like if you're gonna be twitching or you're gonna yep. be streaming, dude, that's how you make some money. Yeah. If you're just gonna be a be an asshole and just play games all the time because you mm. think you can and you're well, the man of the house. It's a pandemic, you're bored, you got nothing else to no, do. No, no, no. This went on five years before the pandemic. <laughs> but I wanna say to all the guys out there, there is a good reason to play video games, and it's so when your woman comes home, you can drop that remote and go, I want you. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's not how it works. Let me just tell you oh, that right I now. <laughs> I'm a gamer too, and that's not how it works. I'd be ignoring people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like so like for for me, you know. Obviously, I'm I'm very strange. I'm very odd. Something's wrong with me. I don't know. But like like during the pandemic, we tore our house apart. We I was I was into music. I started three bands. I was uh, I occasionally looked at the, the comic books, or I occasionally played the game, or I was out in the garden. I was balls deep in that for I don't know, trying to do all sorts of shit and you know make my garden happen. Yeah. But there comes a point in a man's life, or uh, yeah, I'm gonna just say that in a man's life when you're like, you know, what? I gotta put this goddamn controller down and I gotta make something about my family. That's right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so maybe I'm weird, but I think that should happen. It does. You know what I mean? It does. And it will happen to him. And this might, this situation might actually be that trigger he needs. But a lot mm-hmm. of men need that trigger. A lot of men, they, I feel like, have uh, issues with finding that time in their lives because they don't have the fathers. Right. Agreed. Agreed. A hundred percent. You hit that nail right on the goddamn head. How do you know what a good relationship is when you never saw one to begin with, right? Yeah. hundred percent, Jason. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So Monday, you have to win after everything and the video game and video games, <laughs> especially I, the video game. And I say your, your mood, <laughs> your mood, like his, it was valid at the time. You know what? You woke up crabby. 100%. You told your partner about it. It's not like you should ever bury that stuff and put on an act. So good on, good on you for addressing yeah. it. I mean, I don't good know the you. tone. I don't know the words. Yeah, I don't know. The tone could have you know been bad. I, mean? I, I won't say that I was being polite that day. I wasn't. Right. I know I was I was cranky. Nobody's telling you nobody's telling you you had to be. I'm just saying that you know there's his triggers and your triggers and you might have triggered something in your <laughs> I really triggered, feel like you know? that's what happened. I because the next thing he said was so hurtful. So I don't again, these are like gaps in my memory because when we argue some it's a, it's always the same argument. Mm-hmm. So I don't really remember a lot of the stuff, the back and forth, but I do remember what triggered me, which he had told me that my kids weren't going to, were going to grow up to not like me and that I was never going to be happy. And I guess he thought that I was like some authoritarian or something, because why else would you tell somebody that who's just concerned about their kids playing games too much? Right. But it was the trigger because I didn't have the best relationship with my parents and um, my dad died, you know, last year. So like family at all, if you talk about it around me and you, you make me feel a certain way, that's just going to bring me back to really just bad memories, bad times yeah. in my life. And that's what happened. And I, I did something wrong. I started screaming at him and for, for basically hurting me. And I was hurt, trying to hurt him. And that 
it's something that I've been working on for years and it still happens when I get triggered. And it just, it's so frustrating because it's like you're, you're taking two steps forward or Mm -hmm. sorry, one step forward and two steps back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's nobody can control what they do and say when they're at a time, nobody, you know, (laughs) and it's just how fast you get there and how fast you run away from the situation when you feel a seven, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't, mm-hmm. you can't do that in a pandemic with your kids and an apartment. So that kind of messes you up. I'm just, and it sounded like when he was like, you'll never be happy. I feel like he was saying it to himself. Like, oh my God, am like- I ever going to be happy in this? You know what I mean? But he just said it to you and shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Half the time, look, <laughs> look, half the time when a man says some bullshit, it's a hundred percent about himself. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. I did not see, uh, have I walked those shoes? Oh shit. Yeah. Right. Do I have any fear? Nope. I've done it. I've said it. And have I made an ass of myself? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent of the well, time. Everybody makes an ass of themselves once in a while. Right. Or, you got to stick. Well, with, you got to stick with somebody to find out what comes after that though. Cause I, yeah, I've gone up to my part. late wife and I was like, I hate this. Mother. And she was like, well, stop, say it again. And I'd be like, I just don't really like them. Say it again. I'm having a real issue with your parents. Okay. Now I understand and we could go forward, but you know, at first yeah. it was always like a, ah, <laughs> you're at a 10. Exactly. Right. And she brought you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I, and every relationship is like that, man. You got to have that, find that balance. I mean, mm. it's like, you, you know, but if you get triggered, Instead yeah. of, I, I think that that guys don't really understand the fact that if you triggered your lady, how do you de-escalate the situation? Do you attack her parents? Mm. No, it's not that. It's not you don't go personal. You don't go for the jugular. Mm. I mean, uh, I don't even, I don't even know how else to go from there. I don't know what else to say. You don't go for the jugular, though. I mean, it all depends about, on what your woman likes. Some like to leave the situation. Some want you to leave the situation. Some want you to follow them around while they complain about what you did for the next hour. So, oh no, every woman, every woman <laughs> is different. And if that's not the woman for you, then you're all, I, all three you know? I've done. <laughs> 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 But it's hard, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. pandemic situation. I mean, everybody's on everybody's last nerves. I mean, mm-hmm. I was fortunate. I was very fortunate because I, you know, I have meditation. I have, you know, centering. I know how to maybe a microdose or two did not say in the has not happened, but I've mellowed myself out and it's a, and it's an understanding, but it's not something that happened overnight. Right. It's a, a matter of will, a matter of want, a matter of practice matter of having good friends like jason who was like you got to get out of that shell let's do something different let's mm-hmm. put you make you uncomfortable and figure that out mm-hmm. and so for and it is right to correct me if i'm wrong jason mm-hmm. you, you pulled me out of this 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 hole where i was like oh shit man what am i gonna do yeah. you know what i mean so for a guy to like practice that practice and and exercise that with his lady like oh i'm sorry i triggered you how about yeah. this i'm gonna I'm going to take a deep breath, but I'm going to listen and I'm going to figure this out. We'll figure this out together. That's what it should have actually happened instead of going for your jugular. Mm. You know, I mean, if I'm wrong and I'm full of shit, say you're wrong. Just say you're, I right. Don't care. you're right. No, that's what the ideal situation you always want to should be. Yes. Yes. You should always yeah. want to solve issues with your partner. But I think the issue was that he doesn't know how to problem solve. Right. So it comes, it comes to me looking like I'm expecting too much or 
it right. looks like I'm I'm trying to belittle him for not knowing something or how to do something because every time yeah. I would complain about him not doing something that I feel felt like he needed to do, like maintain a job and you know go out and take the kids out more than instead of just sitting inside the house, it's like he it just he doesn't know how or he'll tell me like how do I get a job or not, not that he doesn't know how to get a job but he's he's had issues with it it's it's so hard to find a job for him especially because he's a black male. So um, it's it, I I know that he has struggles that I don't. I know black females have an easier time not appearing threatening. So I don't want to make him feel like he's doing something wrong. But at the same time, how do I go and ask him or how do I go and tell him, hey, me working all this time when I'm it's so hard for me to work in the beginning at, at all because I have so many issues. How do I tell him without making him feel like he's failing as a man that he needs to do better? It's like <laughs> that's a, it's, it's, there's no way. There's no way you could do it. There's no way a woman could say it that a like a friend could say it to him. But like his woman, I don't. After, his woman, I don't, after a right. big meal and a night of sex, I don't know. <laughs> turn on, That's not gonna do turn it. Turn on Star Wars and be like, "Baby, you need to get a job when this movie's over." You know? <laughs> yeah, look, motherfucker, get a job. <laughs> no, it's I. It's hard. It's yeah. it's the most difficult conversation. If that guy's not ready to grow up, well, look, you done fucked up. Okay, that's how it is. Bottom line. He's not ready to grow up. No, it's sometimes but we want a mom because we never had a mom. So we're just looking for somebody to be the mom. But then you got a, got a child for 18 years. You know what I mean? And then another child on top of that child. Mm -hmm. And you have and another and child with another that child. One. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it's an uphill battle for you. And I feel really, yeah. I feel for you. You know, so he we, was, we both, he was yelling at you and you went, you went and you tried getting away from him. You're right. You went in the kitchen. Yeah yeah uh, well no first i went into my okay. room because this is my sanctuary this is right i don't want to show it to you because i didn't have time to clean it no but <laughs> this is my my territory that i spend every i've spent my my life working in here i take care of my kids in here i eat in here i watch tv in here i, I raise all my baby plants in here and this is where my safe space is so he followed me and he was still trying to argue with me i didn't i don't have I'm already at the 10, so I can't even tell him to leave me alone properly. Right. I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs, screaming obscenities, telling him to get away. And I'm also holding my kid because this is important. I'm holding my uh my one-year-old girl who was who was basically oh. half asleep. Well, oh, oh, no. this is happening. So the argument started with, with me taking her and holding oh, her. No. So right. I'm I went into my room, closed the door. I have no lock on my door. I'm telling him to leave me alone. I don't want to hear him anymore. I don't want to hear anything else to say. I don't. Okay. When I have the hindsight to look back at my memories of this situation, I felt like he was trying to push down the door, but it could have been my PTSD thinking he was pushing against the wall or the, the, the door because I've had that happen where I've had to keep somebody out. So, um, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him. We haven't talked since this happened. So I don't even know all the details because I wasn't mentally right. So I couldn't remember a lot of stuff. And is there a restraining is there a restraining order no the judge didn't put a no contact order because i told him i said um this is uh, this is my place i can't because if you put if you get a no contact order they kick you out of the residence of the victim and right. i had to ask the uh judge specifically i was like i work from home um 
I can't, if I, if I lose my job, then my whole family is on the street. So he, he didn't put a no contact order. And then he also said that when looking at the police report, the self-defense charges could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. If I was the one so, with a tiny scratch on me, then he would have gone to jail. Yeah, you jumped up a major part of the like story. Yeah, let's go back because I feel like we're missing. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, no, no. He, it's, asked, it's he asked the question that I knew he was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, I was just so going to cool. say, yeah, like when he was like, uh, an order of protection, I was like, you don't even know who that'd be on yet. <laughs> yeah, I sure as shit know. So let's go back. So you don't recollect if he was pushing down the door or not because of PTSD. Well, whatever Which, it is. By yeah, the way, you were triggered. You're at a 10. At the door screaming at me and it's a pre-existing thing that you can be overwhelmed and that's why you have a safe state safe space to begin with i'm guessing the same reason he plays video games is because he needs a place to get away to so right yeah so so pick up from right there he don't know if you picked that if he was pounding on that door right i don't know know, but i do know i'm telling him to leave me alone so he's screaming at me to the door i'm screaming at him to go away I didn't want to stand at the door the whole time. So I, I'm moving out, uh, away from the door and then the door automatically pops open and I push it back. I say, no, don't come in here. He gets even more upset and I'm just still standing there until I, again, walk away from the door. He pushes the door. And at that point, I'm mad because I, I had to, I closed the door already. I told you over the last 60 seconds to leave me alone and the the escalation. And maybe I wasn't even at the 10 at that time, but I just know that was when I started getting to the point where I couldn't really like, I I put my daughter down. I'll put it that way. I put her down. Blackout pissed. So I didn't want to get to the point where Mm -hmm. I blacked out. Right. That's why I put her down. Um, but he invaded your safe space. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, exactly. So actually, no, I got that wrong. I pushed him first and then put her down. Gotcha. So, oh shit. Yes, Try pushing also, him out, right? Also, I'm six foot tall. Mm. I'm six foot two. Sorry. I'm six foot. Girl, two. get some. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you she's a professional wrestler in Japan as well. <laughs> oh my goodness. Shit. I am five two with heels. Wait. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway, no, okay. so so you're you're He's in your room. You pushed him. You put the kid down. Mm-hmm. I put you pushed kid- him though. Yeah, I did push him. I put my hands on him. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I will say you, because you, I you, felt at the time, if I'm telling mm-hmm. you and screaming at you for over two minutes to leave me alone, and you're forcing the door open, just the door popped open, shoved open. That's why I say he's pushed. He's pushing at the door, but I don't know if he started pushing before or after. So I basically pushed him, and I and I scratched his neck. I don't know if I left a mark. I never got to see it. Um, but basically he said I, I choked him because the way my hand was, I did scratch him. So um, when I realized I put my hands on him, put the baby down, run to the kitchen, leave me alone, leave me alone. I don't want to hear anything. He might've already known that at that point he messed up because once I start, ah, that's it. <laughs> You can't do anything Uh, after that. (laughs) Agreed. That's why when a woman says, leave me alone, you leave her alone. You fucking leave her alone. You don't ever follow. You don't. The same thing. The same thing. When a man says, leave me alone and walks out the door, don't follow him. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, there's been times where I was guilty of the same thing, but also he doesn't have the mental illnesses that I do. So I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that there's less of a danger of me doing that to him. 
than yeah. him doing that to me. And um, I'm going to say this, even though I'm tall, I, do, I don't have a lot of strength, especially being sick. So that's the other reason why I pushed him because even if I had just tried to gently move aside him, I can't do anything to him. I, sometimes he can hold me in the corner. He's very strong, even though he's very tiny. He's like 110 right. pounds. So oh, he, doesn't, he doesn't look like he can fight me, but he can. He can he's actually win. He's only two inches shorter than you, though, right? It's like four inches. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, he's, he's, yeah. But he's not small, but he's, he's skinny. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm feeling like at this point, somebody's chasing me. I'm feeling like somebody's trying to kill me, go after me, whatever. Yeah. I'm going for the knife because he's not leaving me alone. He grabs me. I'm realizing that this is dangerous. I've got a knife in my hand. Somebody's going to get cut. In that moment of clarity, I put the knife down and he took it. And he, I don't know what he did with it afterwards. He took it. I'm going for my phone. I'm calling the police. I'm like, I just want it to stop. That is what uh -huh. I remember saying. I just want this to stop. And I knew there was a knife involved. I knew that this was going to look bad on me, but I didn't care. I just wanted it to stop. Holy fuck. I mean, I'm like sick to my stomach. Yeah, it's really, I am. People end up in these situations, but you did the right thing. You put the knife down and you called for help. Mm -hmm. And God damn. Yeah. And uh, like, honestly, it was really just me remembering all the times I've ever been sexually assaulted because it, it happened more than once. Mm-hmm. A, a lot more than once. It's a cycle. Okay. So I, I'm getting a big picture. I don't mean to interrupt you very and forgive me for interrupting you. I let me ask you this. Have you gone to counseling for your PTSD for your sexual assault? You don't have to get into that whole situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. It has to be gotten into. I have so many things that have happened to me that there is no way I can individually treat things in a short amount of time. So no, I didn't even realize how bad my PTSD was because I didn't listen to myself for a long time. It's very easy so for, bad. for neurodivergent people to not listen to the feel, their body signs that they have. And I have really sure. big ones because when my, when, when my heart starts racing, my feet get itchy. I break out in hives and stuff when I get like that. And even still, it took me a long time to recognize all those symptoms. And I never talked to a therapist, never thought about it because I'm trying to treat my depression. I'm trying to treat all the childhood stuff that I went through with my parents because I was an abusive, you know, household like yep. a lot of people because people yeah. were taught, especially in the South, people were taught that you get, you hit your children. Right. My parents were, were the last generation where that was really acceptable. Right. Wait, question. Your parents Mexican? No. <laughs> oh, because that's, I feel like that's what happened to me. You know, this, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Okay. So, and that's what, well, that's what you guys fell back on when it came to, 
critical time. You went back to your experiences of this is how that's other, all we had. This is how other people argue. This is how we do too. Yeah. But I want to know when are you when are you treating all this when you're trying to take care of two kids in a pandemic with a job? There's no a, with way. a work from a, home job and no child right. care. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm guessing you don't have the best insurance, if any, in the world when you I do have, have a job. It's literally the worst thing you can have in a right. Uh, and that's what I'm trying to get because we wanted uh, people to understand that this is happening. This is happening all over to hundreds of thousands of people per state every day. Mm-hmm. And that's so I really appreciate you being here to to tell your side of the story. It, yeah. One, you know, I, I I thank you for having me too. And oh, we're I, still gonna go. Know, I just wanted to let her. Uh, oh, good because I need to ask. Like, you know, I got just, I got a shit ton more questions. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh yeah, we got plenty I mean, more time. I just I wanted to. I, I really appreciate you being here for this because this is what I wanted. I've yes, always wanted people I've, to I hear really this appreciate, stuff. I appreciate the opportunity because this is the really the first time I've gotten a chance to tell my story to somebody who just wanted to know yeah. it. And right. not because I had to tell a therapist or not because I'm Baker acted or not because uh, I'm trying to get somebody who to love me and accept my flaws. Because a lot of the things that I tell people when I tell them, I'm trying to get them to understand me. Because mm-hmm. just all of that trauma over the last 30 years has shaped me into who I am. And for a long time, I thought it was shaping me into a bad person. But yeah. going through this experience has shown me just how much I can go through and still be positive and still be a light to everyone else. Yeah, that's yep, important. And that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I'm really sorry you had to go through all this situation. You know, that sounds absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. But to be triggered and then to be reactive yeah. is is strong that you saw in that moment of, you know, you're at that 10, like Jason said, you're at that 10, but you had a moment of clarity to put that knife down, mm-hmm. you know, because all I could worry about was him. I love him. I don't want right. to see him hurt. And, and he's he, not being a bad him. guy. He's yeah, just trying know- to get his point across like you were trying to do. Right. Exactly. And knowing him. I think I triggered him with the knife because I've cut myself in front of him before. Mm. Oh, damn. I have, I've so maybe arms before. Yeah. So maybe he was thinking that was going to happen then. Mm-hmm. So he's not necessarily thinking about him. You hurting him. He's worried about you hurting you. Exactly. Mm. That's exactly what he was worried about. He doesn't care if he gets cut. He's a man. No men don't care about getting hurt for women. You know, when right. they love them. Just I'll step in front of him. Video game. <laughs> Yeah, I'll step in front of a goddamn train for a lady. You know what I mean? Just don't make Fuck me turn that. off Call of Duty, bitch. You know? Yeah, you get on my Call of Duty. Girl, shit. I'll Minecraft your ass. You better figure it out. I like to say we're like old pit bulls. We're, we're, we're on the couch 99% of the time, but when you need us to bark, we should get up and bark, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, wait a minute. I'm not on the couch at all there, sir. Yeah, Excuse me, sir. You got a job. Sorry. <laughs> I, I go out and save stupid asses because they're texting and driving. You know what I mean? I'm like, they call me out. Oh, hey, we got a landslide. Oh, fuck. I'm on my way. Got my cape on. So how did that, how did I assume the police responded? How did that? Oh, yes. What happened after that? They took him away. He's the guy. He's a black guy. Wait, you're the beautiful woman. So of course they didn't like take you. Question. What's (laughs) 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 what state? No, no city. Just what state are you? Florida. Florida. Okay. Okay, so cops show up. Public access America. It's always funny because, like, 
especially because as you know, libertarians, we get a ton of shit, even amongst other libertarians. I think political philosophy is a lot like religion, and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying. The main, the main focus is it's like less dependence on the government because, well, we've seen how that's gone, and you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way. You know, more dependence on connections with each other. So you can always bring it back to what would one human do for another? What would a hundred do for a hundred? People looking out for people. Find Public Access America anywhere you find your favorite podcast every Sunday and Thursday. And join the chat on YouTube at Public Access America every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Communities looking out for community. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making. In the making. Yep, cops show up. Um, and actually, before that, I, I wanted to say, I, when I called 911, the dispatcher was the one who calmed me down. The dispatcher got me from that 10 hysterical, I don't want, I just wanted to stop. He, he was just like, you guys are talking to me right now. He was cool. empathetic. He was telling me how much he related to me. He said, it's okay. Just listen to my voice. He did his job flawlessly. So by the time Perfect. the cops showed up, I'm just outside, just waiting. That's all I'm doing. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. But when I started talking to them, they didn't look happy. The guy on the dispatch line said they just woke up and they, they're, they're just on duty or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, these guys look like assholes. So I might go to jail today. <laughs> right. Welcome to Florida. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it sucks too, because it, this was the first time I've looked at cops and th- and knew I was going to go to jail. Usually the cops here are really, really nice and they, they're very trained and they, they can tell when, what a domestic violence situation is, what a mental breakdown looks like. They can tell all that stuff usually. But today, these cops just, they listened to me running my mouth, mild minute, trying to tell them what happened. And I think they either thought I was lying or they just didn't care because they just went in, they cut me off, didn't even get to tell them about the knife. They just cut me off. They go talk to him and he tells them the truth, the 100% honest to God. That he was attacking you and coming at you the entire time. And you just were trying to get away from (laughs) him. He was telling his truth. Until he cornered you and then you called the police for protection. That's the truth he told. No, he told his <laughs> truth. Nope. Well, he his, told truth. his truth. <laughs> and it basically it coincided with the story enough. And they probably weren't even listening to us. They were probably like, oh. But he, it yeah. coincided with my story enough for the cops to come out. They said, hey, he's allowed to be in his room if you cohabitate with him in the room. Because I said he did share the room with me because his stuff is in here. But I, he's, he doesn't even sleep in here most of the time. Right. So I, I said, yes. You know, I'm not even in my right mind saying yes. And, and they were like, well, it's not a crime for him to enter his own room. You can't keep him out of your room. And of course, hindsight me is like, I wasn't trying to keep him out the room. I was trying to keep him away from me. But the mm. person that was there that day, yeah. <laughs> that was just mm. calming down from all that was basically like, okay. Yeah. And then, how um, do we get out of this conversation so I can go yeah. back in my room and close the door? <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, okay, um, I understand. And they were like, it's not okay for you to put your hands on him. I was like, yes, I understand that. And I'm sorry, but I was really scared. And they asked me, ma'am, do you understand that it's a crime to make a false police report? That was what? the moment I knew I was going to jail. 
The minute they started talking about a crime, I was like, these guys are going to arrest me. Wow. So they told me about the scratch. He was like, are you aware he had scratches on his neck? I was like, no. And and they were like, he has scratches on his neck. Put your hands out. They photographed my hands. I put my hands out. They photographed. Then all of a sudden, I'm being read my rights. And I'm like, ah, shit. I didn't want it to do. I did not want it to come down to this because this that day was the day I was trying to prevent for the last two years. God damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do they have do they have to take somebody when they run their own? No, no, we've had we've had prior uh, calls and they've left us alone before. Um, But the it does require if you if they open a felony case on you they have to report it to dcf which mm. they did yep. and um and i also believe my boyfriend mentioned me holding my daughter or something and that's what that's also why because if anything happens in front of them they'll notice they'll notify dcf which i don't have a problem with because i do want kids to be safe that's sure. okay with me if basically if they had just left and filed a report on me i would have been cool with that like I don't have anything to hide. I'm a really good mom. I take my my kids to the doctor. The doctor's always like, "Keep doing what you're doing." You know, DCF can come to my house all day long and come out unannounced, whatever. I smoke weed, but it's medical, so it doesn't matter. So I don't do anything right. illegal, and I don't care. But if right. you're if you're opening a misdemeanor and a felony case on someone who has no priors, automatically. And the probable cause is a tiny scratch that from my, from his words that he told my mom could have came from Liberty. I'm so, Oh, I said her name. Sorry, but it's okay. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind that. Um, but yeah, could have came from my daughter. So we don't even know if it came from me, you know, they just assumed because it was around his neck area. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. Like that small little scratch was what sent me to jail. I feel like if we had well, actually the police's the police discretion decided that it sounds like took you to jail. Like yeah, they just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were tired of the situation. They wanted to go back to wherever they wanted to go and they just took somebody with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And they wanted to kill some time by going all the way like three or four cities over to <laughs> take me to prison that I could have been taken to a precinct, but they wanted to take me to the prison there. Okay. God oh. damn it. So you were and they built me for that. They gave me a bill for that. (laughs) For the transportation? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Just wow. Mm -hmm. Any any other ways that they took money from the poor? Did they did they make you pay for your own cavity searches and stuff? <laughs> I'm sure I pay for that with my tax dollars. <laughs> I pay I pay for that for randomly, but that's beside the point. So they they booked you. You went to jail, right? They booked, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then yeah. you, how do you get out of there? Did your did boyfriend come and bail you out? No, no. They they took my number so I couldn't call anybody. And I'm not saying they took it on purpose. They said that they accidentally threw out all my stuff in my uh, cell and that had my numbers in it. And um, I don't know how you accidentally do that when you call somebody for visitation, but honestly, I don't care. I was just trying to not make any trouble. So I had to stay there for the whole day I got booked. And then at one o'clock, I had my first appearance and um, 
the judge, I already talked about it, but the judge was basically looking at the case, didn't even take him two seconds. He's like, this could have gone either way. So I'm going to let you right know right now I'm going to release you on, for pretrial release. And then that's when I had to ask him about the new contact order and everything, which the reason why I, I even knew to do that was because I was talking to the girls, the women in jail, and there were so many of them that were there for the stupidest reasons. And the, 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 it was just, it was crazy. But the ones that were there like on a repeat regular basis, because the, they were just there, they were the ones mm -hmm. that told me to ask for, for the judge to not do a no contact order. And that's probably why I'm, I'm here and I have my job because of those ladies, those wonderful ladies who, even though I'm getting released in a day, they're going to be staying for months or whatever. They still helps me. And I was like, I didn't know I could meet such good people in prison. That's cool, <laughs> right? That's another thing people need to know. It's like, there is good people out there and they're just getting thrown in jail just so that somebody can make a profit off of having somebody in jail mm -hmm. but people That's all it is people with a, a record they're not bad people oh, there there's a certain percentage of them that i'm sure are but even those people deserve a chance to become a better person mm -hmm. I, you know like you seem like a great person you spent time in jail you know what i mean i've spent time in jail i'm not a bad person it's just things happen in life but so you got to go home yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it I wasn't know there was a moment where somebody told you you had to leave again, right? That's what we're trying to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, so yeah, they didn't release me until eleven o'clock that night, which that's cool because I'm a lady and this is like a whole strange city. But thanks for letting me right. out. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so we won't mention your boyfriend's name, but we'll call him Squid Games. <laughs> Did Squid Games come pick you up? No. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not allowed to call him. Remember? Oh. Oh, but with the no contact, you couldn't. Oh, no, oh, that doesn't matter. Numbers. DCS, they'll tell you not to contact them at all. Damn. Otherwise, you lose your kids. Damn. Mm -hmm. We were, I'm not risking that. He's not risking that. So we literally haven't had any contact at all. And I have his socials huh? and I haven't messaged him nothing because I refuse to risk my kids because I'm not the type of person that's dependent on a man. I'm okay right now. I don't need to talk to him. And we both have an right. understanding. We have a mutual understanding that we have each other's backs. Right. So, you know, I, I don't, he, he didn't pick me up, but it's because I, he couldn't. And then also right. I didn't have any numbers anyway. They right. took my numbers. So I ended up having to take my almost dead phone and download Uber and take an Uber home with a cab driver who was entirely too tired because he was driving all over the road. Wow. <laughs> and it was like 60 bucks, which is literally the same bill that I got from the cops. <laughs> wow. So it's like $120 just to go to jail. Cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. That's horrible. Man. Uh, but you got, so you got to go home. You got yeah, to I your, got yeah. to go home, and that was the important part. And I had and he's fun. not there, and he's not there. Yeah, I have a break. I have a okay. break finally, and um, and I'm just you know having a good old time celebrating. I made a little TikTok. Ha! I'm still in my house because they were uh -huh. really trying to kick me out because they said I had a no contact order, and I said no. I specifically asked the judge that if I could go home, he wouldn't have said that if I had a no contact order. The thing that I signed yeah. when I was released from prison looked like one, but it was a bond. It's a bond uh, mm -hmm. or something like that. 
And I had to download it myself and give it to DCF. I thought the state worked together, but I guess I was wrong. I mean, oh no, that requires you paying a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, obviously I'm not paying enough taxes for them to actually do their job fully, but (laughs) Uh, it sounds like you're enjoying your break, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I get lonely or when I feel like uncertain, cause there will be times where I get paranoid and I'm like, are they going to take my kids? I have, I call his mom or I text his mom and she shows me pictures of the kids. So, um, that's okay. And then uh, so many people have been supportive, even online. There's a lot of people that have reached out to me already so far that I've, I've been making friends with and, you know, yeah. just, just having the opportunity after five years, that's the last time I've gotten a break five mm. years of being a mom. And it's like, my brain is exploding with all these words and ideas and motivations and yeah. like, I've always been the person that says things aren't fair, but I've never been the person to do anything about it. And I'm ready to be that person just Good. after experiencing so much and hearing so many stories. Cause even before I went to jail, uh, when I was homeless, I walked, uh, I walked behind a building to go find shelter. And I found a, a homeless veteran behind the, the, the building and he was shooting up drugs. So I got scared at first cause I didn't know he was back there. But then I was like saying, you know, can I just stay here for a little bit? I don't have anywhere to go. And he said, okay. So I was just, you know, there and we were talking and he was telling me about all these problems, these mental problems he had and his whole family turning on him and just leaving him to die. And it just, his story still like still is stuck with me because I'm like, what happened to him? And how many people who are in his shoes are stuck in this situation in this state and i don't even know if it's just like i have only lived in like florida my whole adult life so i don't know if this is our state or if it's just this country that's just failing our veterans so badly it's the country yeah it's the country. because i'm a i'm on the west coast and i have zero sympathy for the homeless at all costs because of what i had to do working for who i work for and cleaning up after them, seeing them get all these free things, uh, free phones, free drugs, free clothing, and tossed you know to the side. And and then there's a small percentage that still has my heart, you know, and it's those veterans and see them failed, see them shooting up, see them drunk, see them hammered, see them wasted. And who's protecting them when we sent them off to war? No one. No one exactly. My dad was a veteran, and nobody cared about my dad. My dad had the biggest heart; would give anybody off the shirt off his back. But when he got sick, it was like he didn't even matter because he didn't have insurance. He just had VA and healthcare, and that's what really why I feel like he died of COVID because he just didn't have quality care. Yeah, yeah, and it's a shame too, especially like if a young veteran, a young. I don't want to say veteran. He's there at this point. They're enlisted enlistment, right? Is that what they, the, the proper term enlisted? Mm-hmm. If they're enlisted in the army and they're like, oh, this isn't going to work for me because my mental health is going to be affected and they go AWOL, they go to prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Suddenly, suddenly they care. Suddenly the world cares. Mm-hmm. But now that they're out and they're out 10, 20, 30 years, nobody cares about these guys. No. And it is so sad to see it, the, the veterans, especially, man. I mean, it sucks. It sucks so bad. And for you to hear that, I mean, that must have hit home, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Damn. Well, I'll tell you what, you're a strong lady to deal with all this. You know, yeah, I mean, we have to be like, there's people that have to be like me because we yeah. need to go through these experiences to stand up for the ones that don't have the voice. 100%. I, yeah. I like, I would have never gone to jail if I was just, you know, happy and I had money and stuff and, you know, I had the resources I need to, needed to get out right. when I wanted to get out. I would have right. never gone through this. I would have just lived my life normally and just found yeah. another guy. And, 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 you know, if I didn't like that guy, I'd move on to somebody I did like, you know, yeah. but because yeah. of the lack of resources for mental health, the lack of resources for healthcare period, it's like, I want to leave, but I'm not strong enough because I, I'm, I'm just every year. I feel like I'm deteriorating more my mental state, my physical state, everything just gets worse. And then you try to get out, you fight so hard and then you end up spending all your energy before you even get a chance to spend it on yourself. Yeah. Oh, my heart goes out to you, lady. I'm Me telling too. you that right now. I mean, it's it's so difficult. I mean, and and like Jason said at the beginning of the podcast, like my my, my podcast focuses on mental health a lot because there's a lot that people don't understand. There's a lot of people who don't know what to do, like you're saying. They don't know how to how do I treat not one, not two, but multiple issues. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's there's no way, there's no resources. You know, you specialize in one guy, you know, for example, one guy will treat uh, for PTSD and then a lady will treat for, uh, you know, sexual assault, but then the compounding sexual assaults and then the compounding PTSDs, then the triggers. And then, and then next thing you know, you've got all these hands in the cookie jar and then there's only one cookie left. And that person is like, I don't have anything else to give. Oh, no more help. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's so unfortunate. And we just don't, we don't teach coping skills. Like we don't teach nutrition. No, we, don't. we don't teach these things that. And all nutrition is so important. And I wish, oh. I wish so bad that somebody would have explained that to me because I've spent my whole life overweight and unhealthy. And that's why I am yeah. I'm diabetic. I got diagnosed at like 23. So oh, wow. I spent my whole life eating just trash, just right. canned food. And my mom still lives like this, by the way. She 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 spends uh, her time couponing on the all this cheap garbage to eat, and then mm. you know she feels bad, and, and my my brother feels bad, and yeah. you know she doesn't get it though because in, in, in her generation, food is food. You can't <laughs> waste anything. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all have a lot to learn, but it sounds like you're you're going to be at a good place and it sounds like the guy you have a situation with is a, is is a good person that's going to be a friend supportive he's going to be a mm -hmm. friend he's going to be in your life the rest of your life so mm -hmm. uh, it'll work gonna, out you're just going to get mad at people from time to time you know like yeah i guess and I'm, it's oh, fine i'm it sorry is fine. i'm black I'm, I'm sorry i'm an angry black woman <laughs> that's what i oh i, I mean do I just, not apologize what's wrong with i you? kind do of feel apologize. like that that was the point of this whole story was that it's because she was an angry black woman oh man that is you know <laughs> i i laugh because i i hear about it all the time and i i don't see why it should be an issue who cares if I, I mean i mean i'm not saying i don't care if you're black or i'm just saying i don't care if you're black and angry why not be black and angry if you need to be if you're black you know and, i mean if you're black and poor you should be black and angry but 
black and poor and angry puts you in jail. (laughs) Yeah, that's unfortunate. You know, that's the justice system. Yeah, but as it is right now, should not in Florida. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, They shouldn't be looking down on you, lady. I'm telling you this right now. You stand proud. Oh, I am proud. You know, after that jail experience, that was my biggest fear. By the way, going to jail as a black woman that that was scary because I didn't want that stigma attached to me. But now there's nothing that can embarrass me anymore. The ultimate embarrassment already happened to me, so I'm good now. I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so now what happens now? I mean, what what's going to happen yeah. now? Are are you going to you're going to court? You're going to fight for your kids. You're going to speak with uh, should we call it, should we change his name from Squid Games to let's just go with Henry? <laughs> I've been calling him Dude, but yeah, Dude. Okay, let's go with Dude. So <laughs> you and Dude are going to have a conversation after the court hearing. Mm-hmm. And this is this court hearing is to get your children back. No, this court hearing oh. is just for the charges. The my kids are not in any danger of getting taken away. They're oh good. Yes, they're with their grandmother and 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 my partner, and they are having the time of their lives. And they're they're going on the schedule that I want them to that I've wanted them to be on for like a year. <laughs> like they're sleeping now, so it's like. Win win. <laughs> right. And also, he doesn't get to play video games with his mom. <laughs> oh, this is a triple win. Okay. All right. All right. So if it, he just could have listened to you in the beginning, all of this could have been solved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. So the, this is the hearing for the charges. Now that that's going to happen relatively soon. Uh, um, the charges. Uh, the court date is. February 22nd of 2022. Oh. So 2-22-22. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's what I here's here's what I want to ask you for to end the show with before we get all your information. What would you say to your partner? You can't talk to him right now. What would you say to him right now? I would say that I love him. I'm always going to love him. He's a good father. His heart is in the right place. But he really needs to get his own help because I do know he has his own issues. So I hope that this experience was eye-opening enough to realize that you need some change, something, to, something needs to change. And there's nothing wrong with you, but we all have our issues that we need to deal with and we can't just avoid them forever. Damn. I have issues too, buddy. So you're not alone. We all have issues and we're all trying to take care of them. But this lady seems like a great person to do it for. And if not, you got two great kids with her. And that's a that's three great reasons to be a, a great person. Step up or step out, you know, because there's always going to be another man, oh, man who's ready to get up in there. Oh, I'm very popular. Oh, I, I, even, even when I walk around in Walmart, people just notice me. So I won't have a problem getting another person. <laughs> Get some. <laughs> love it i love the and confidence. that's what she's that's doing great. when you're on the video games she's just gonna go out and look for another guy because the pandemic is ending and we are getting back out there mm-hmm. well thank you for being here did, did you want people to find you on twitter i do um okay. i do because i just feel like the more prayers i have the better i feel so um okay. If you want, um, do you want me to say what my handle is or? Yeah, why not? Cool. That's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's an autonomous angel. It's one word, obviously, because it's Twitter. <laughs> 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 and um, I, I'm just, you know, trying to spread positivity in my time of darkness because it makes me feel good. So um, any, any, 
anything where I could help anyone, even if you guys do another podcast, like just let me know if you need any help with anything. Oh, yeah. Very well, good with words. And I know a lot of stuff. So <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Welcome to the family. I should have said that originally. We, we, we collect perspectives. So you are always welcome. Definitely. Okay. Yep. Great. Thank you. We can't come I up just, with solutions without a bunch of people. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. And, and that's what a and, lot of and, people, they don't realize that it's not about an individual standing up. It's about us as a whole collective standing up. But Say it. Say it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not what our society teaches us. Our society teaches us to be selfish so we don't help each other. Hundred percent. That's right. Mm, that doesn't work. A country mind. like that doesn't work. <laughs> no, no. Mm. I'm loving America. I don't know. I woke up two days ago and I was like, I'm tired of being negative. I'm just going to be positive. Joe Biden, you rock. <laughs> when you're awake, you rock. <laughs> he is so good. That man is so good with words. He's the, he's the reason why I named my daughter Liberty. <laughs> Aww, that's awesome. <laughs> Then, well, then, I never but understand. Then, but then he, he needs his medication, but that's yeah. that's when so I was like, okay. So your other child's <laughs> name is Malarkey. <laughs> uh, every time he's talking, I don't know whether I should start eating crayons or wait. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, God dang. He definitely well, could look, have had better. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. I don't think that I, I think that he he came in a little bit too late for his what he's trying to do. And yeah. I believe that he is tarnishing Kamala Harris at the same time. And it, it, it it's just sad. It's sad because there's that there's a right place for it. And I think that she could have made a huge difference. He could have made a huge difference. And it's just sad to see how they're just tearing him up, both of them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right sucks but you know what and i i want to applaud you for being strong i want you know i'm I'm very happy that you're proud that you're you know that you were able to speak up when you can and and thank you for sharing your story with us because yeah it's powerful thank you and that's always there's always somewhere to get relief there's always somewhere to get help but in the moment it's really hard to find Mm -hmm. so if you find autonomous angel on twitter maybe that's somebody that when you're having a time and you need to get away from your partner, you can go on Twitter and reach out to somebody and maybe there'll be somebody there that understands, you know? Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. You got to do there's anyone. Get... If there's anyone out there who's going through this kind of situation, I want them to reach out to me because I do have the advice. I, I, I've been working on my self-care for a year now. So I've got a year of experience of just spiritual stuff, astrology, all that stuff helps you. You know, it, it makes yeah. you believe in something bigger than just yourself. Mm, I love that. You know, you know, uh, it's something we do on my podcast is um, we do a spiritual conference where I have my sister in Ohio. I have my brother in, in up here in Seattle. I have my brother, mm-hmm. Tony in California and, and my my cousin Jesse from you know he's uh, from the Shehalis tribe, and we get all these collective of of different uh, spiritual leaders. I want to call them from the different collectives, and we all get together. And you know, it sounds like you should come on and yes, talk. Yes, I would love and, that. I would love that so much. You don't even know. <laughs> uh, next, uh, I think it's coming up. It's uh, probably within the next month or two. I think we do it after my birthday in February. And uh, <gasps> wait, what? When's your birthday? It's mid February. So <laughs> you're an Aquarius? 
And yep, unfortunately. Yay! <laughs> Yay! My birthday is on the first, so I'm the Aquarius too. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, well, I'm on the 15th, so I'm, <laughs> I'm on the 11th uh, of February. Yeah. Oh, no wonder see? we vibed. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a whole podcast. We should rename it the Age of Aquarius and just go for yeah. it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because we are in that age. And uh, I think I think um the generation, my generation of my kids, I think they're all uh they've got a lot of Aquarius in them. And a lot of people were saying they were like frightened because they're like, oh my god, all these kids are gonna be psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not psychotic it's uh it's a high energy is what it is <laughs> yeah martin empathetic that's all so when we have that podcast you know what i'll, I'll shoot you a, twi- a twitter message or something and then or have jason reach out to you and you're invited come on out let's let's get loose let's get let's get talking let's get grounded because yes. i mean i think that's something that people lack is yeah. is an understanding not this ne- no i don't necessarily believe in god but I do believe in spirituality. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and there's a huge difference. And I believe that, you know, with that connection with everybody is so important that, you know, we got to stop seeing, you know, government and then us, we got to start seeing us. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I think there's some woman that's scared and frightened, locked in her room because her man is a little meaner than the one you have. <laughs> she doesn't, mm-hmm. then she feels alone. And I just wanted to let her know, you know, Luna, you're not alone. Luna's no. out there. I'm calling you Luna because that's your Twitter tag. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So the funny thing is, is that I've all, I've been Luna for I don't know, like 12, 15 years online, and uh, cool. even though like my uh, autonomous angel tag, I I use it for everything now, but I couldn't bring myself to change my Twitter name. I don't know. There's just something about I like being Luna. <laughs> okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not I'm not outing you by using that name. Okay. No, no. Cool. Perfect. Mm-hmm. We right. do value per privacy. Jason is really good about privacy, really good about yeah. taking care of people. Yes. Creepy. Um, There's creepy bless. people out there, men and women, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks One for time, being Jason. here. We're going to see you next time. And thank you for listening to Public Access America. Yeah. And Adam has a beard, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. You had a wonderful night. It was great talking to you both and nice to meet you. Come back. Talk to us again. I will. Bye. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring Place, and I don't care how tough you are, they will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. I, poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving.
Public Access America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts. Stitcher Smart Radio Public. And Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.